This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by FLM Harvest, a strategic full-service creative consultancy reaching more farmers and farm leaders than any agency in the country. Learn more at flmharvest.com. Good Wednesday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. Members of Congress say aid provided to the beef industry should be targeted, timely, and aimed at producers. That's the message of a letter to Ag Secretary Sonny Perdue from more than 40 members of the Senate and 100 members of the House. They asked the Department of Agriculture to consider data and estimates available from USDA's chief economist to implement a program that would directly respond to the negative effect of the coronavirus on beef producers. They say the aid should limit market distortions and negative effects on price discovery. South Dakota Republican Dusty Johnson was the lead House Republican on the letter. He tells AgriPulse it's important for USDA to strike the right tone with its assistance. The ranchers that I talk to on a regular basis are very clear that they don't want to ranch for the government. They want to ranch for markets. And this is a unique time and they're going to need uh, help that they're not accustomed to and help that they don't want uh, to be permanent. And so, you know, let's make sure that we are responding to this unprecedented threat to ranch country uh, with something that isn't in the long term going to make it worse. Let's make sure it is temporary and targeted and let's make sure that it is good based on that it is based on good data. He says the help needs to go to producers, not packers. Their margins uh, have a tendency to increase. When we have these disruptions, that's a sign of, you know, a high level of concentration in the industry and a relatively tight capacity. And so the Packers are doing fine. Uh, we, you know, we really need to make sure that relief is targeted to the cattle producer. Johnson says while the $2 trillion recovery bill passed last week by Congress won't make any industry whole, he thinks it's a way to signal support for those taking a financial hit. We don't have a federal government large to wipe away all of the negative consequences of COVID-19. There are going to be uh, Americans in the cities and Americans in the country that are going to have some, some difficult days ahead. We do want a federal government that's willing to partner with them and walk alongside them during these darkest days. For more on the letter, check out our story on agripulse.com. Purdue joined Vice President Mike Pence on the tour of a Walmart distribution center in West Virginia today to see firsthand the circulation setup for food and goods in the wake of the outbreak. A facility worker wiped down a phone with a disinfecting wipe so the vice president could speak on the intercom to the workers. He thanked them for helping keep food on tables and said it showed their heart for their neighbor and their country. Pence also used the opportunity to thank farmers, grocers, and truckers for their role in keeping the supply chain moving. But a Purdue University economist says some producers may face some lower-than-expected returns on crop ground this year. AgriPulse's Ben Nully has more. An ag economist is predicting net returns for crops grown in the eastern Corn Belt do not look good this year. Michael Langmeyer is associate director for the Commercial Center for Agriculture at Purdue University. 2020 returns were not very good before the COVID-19 outbreak in the U.S., but he says returns have dropped at least $30 an acre in the last three weeks, due to lower commodity prices. The crop net returns actually look negative, plugging in a, a, a very recent future prices adjusted for a historical basis. Government payments from Arc County and PLC, PLC for corn and Arc County for soybeans are going to help a little bit, but still that net return is really low, uh, even compared to the low returns we've seen uh, since 2014. He says soybeans in the eastern Corn Belt are slightly more profitable than corn, 
In the western Corn Belt, Langemeyer anticipates a 1 to 2 million acre shift from corn to soybeans. And if you look at the, the, the prospective plantings report, uh, most of the corn states, you're seeing more continuous corn. And so all we're saying is we're not seeing a shift away from that completely, but just a, a, a small shift. Corn is, 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 is less competitive than what it was in early March uh, because of the drop in corn prices and, and the weakness in ethanol demand. Langmeyer says producers should look at working capital and have a contingency plan in place if prices continue to stay low. For AgriPulse, I'm Ben Nully. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. Today's AgriPulse update is brought to you by FLM Harvest, a strategic, full-service, creative consultancy proud to reach more farmers, farmer boards, and food and commodity associations than any agency of the country. Learn more at flmharvest.com. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.